Project Taryag Day 64, Mitzvah Tzaf Aleph, and that's the Mitzvah of the Carbon Atomid, which has to be brought every day. Ta'a Israel were instructed to bring collectively through the Kohenim two lambs, two kids, every day. One was brought in the morning, one was brought in the afternoon, they brought as a carbon oda, and they called the carbon tamid. The based in one of the responsibilities to ensure that the carbonists which were brought on behalf of Israel were brought. The reason for this mitzvah, the carbon which was brought at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day, like so many mitzvahs regarding carbonists, the Chinuch already told us, is to mirror a person's thoughts and uh, a person's actions are the means to influence and encourage his thoughts in his mind. And therefore, just like a person by nature wants to eat twice a day, in the morning and in the night, we said those are the times when a person first has to make it his priority to make sure that the carbon is being brought to Hashem. So a person shouldn't labor on his, for his own benefit, so to speak, for his own food, more than he's prepared to do for the Mizbech. And the reason for that is that it's a way to remind the person to focus his thoughts and his ratzen, his desire, on what Hashem wants from him. And that's why it's considered the reich l'chayach Hashem, It's pleasing to Hashem, and that is the nachas ruach, which comes from Hashem's will being done. The mitzvahs, how it was done, the Tomin Shel Boiker was shechted before daybreak, before sunrise, after daybreak. And, however, if for whatever reason it was delayed, it would be allowed to still be brought until four hours into the day. The carbon of the afternoon could be brought from when the sun is already turning towards the west, which means from half an hour after Chatzos until sunset. However, the time it was brought was in the middle of that time, at eight and a half hours proportionally into the day, when it shechted, and it was offered up nine and a half proportional hours into the day. And the reason it was, wasn't was brought at its earliest possible opportunity is that Talakha states that the first carbon of the day has to be the morning Tamid and the last carbon of the day has to be the afternoon Tamid and therefore in order to give people more time to bring their private carbonus, the afternoon Tamid was made later so the other carbonus could be brought before it. There was one other interesting difference and that is even though both carbonus are shechted on the north side of the Mizbech where always Kodesh Kodesh is shechted the difference is, is that there were a number of rings on the north side, and the one in the morning was shechted on the northwest, and the one in the afternoon was shechted on the northeast. And the reason for that is, is it has to, it has to be opposite the sun, and therefore in the morning when the sun is on the east, the carbon shechted on the west, and the sun being the other way around in the afternoon. The midst of the carbon tablet obviously only applies when there's a base of Megdash, and it has on the whole tibur together to bring it, and on the kainim who aren't actually physically offering it back. And if Hashem, there was a day where Klayishol did not bring the carbon tamid, they'd be mevatel this mitzvah saseh. The Ramban considers each of the tamidim to be a separate mitzvah, because he holds since the one is not me'ak of the other, which means if a person didn't have a tamid in the morning, he must still bring a tamid in the afternoon, the two separate times, and uh, even though there hasn't that the shlemus of the mitzvah is to bring both, 
But since they're done separately, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, so then he considers each one, the morning time and the afternoon time, to be a separate mitzvah. Even though they're both mark of the other one to be making the mitzvah of the carbon tamid. Mitzvah tough base, and that's being the mitzvah of the carbon musaf on Shabbos. The carbon musaf of Shabbos was to bring two sheep as a carbon musaf. We am a Shabbos Fosim. And the reason for the musafim of all the Shabbos in Yemitavim, we already explained in the Pasha of the musafim, there is an extra level of Kedusha, which is the gear to the day. What we explain specifically about Shabbos is that the Korbanos always make us focus on the point of the day. And therefore, when it comes to Shabbos, the extra Musaf makes us focus on the Kedusha of Shabbos. And that is specifically that during the week, Hashem created the world, and then Shabbos He caused us to rest. And this will be the reason for the other Musafim as well. So Mitzvah Tav Gimel is the Mitzvah of the Korban Musaf and Rosh Chodesh. And the Korban Musaf and Rosh Chodesh was uh, one oiler of an isle, which was a ram, two parin b'nei bakar, two cows, or I should say bulls, and seven sheep. As those are all the owners. And besides that, a goat is a chatos. The din of the mitzvah of Rosh Chodesh, Chinuch says, is an interesting halacha, and that is that normally the shir, which the vim would sing, was different on the day where there was a musaf. And if it happened to be Shabbos, they would sing this the shir of Shabbos. However, in a case where Shabbos coincided with Rosh Chodesh, the Levim would sing the shir of Rosh Chodesh, and that is in order to make it known to everybody that based in whose jurisdiction it was to decide when the month would begin, had decided to make that day Rosh Chodesh. The shir of Rosh Chodesh, the shir of Baruch Nafshi, which talks about the sun and the moon. And the reason for the carbon, the Chinuch explains very interesting, and that is a lot of what happens in the natural world is related to the influence of the sun and the moon. He brings the pasuk, and we make it for Hashemesh, and we make it Garish Yerachim, that the fruit ripens because of the sun. And it's the same thing, it's well known that the force of the moon makes a difference to things in the world. And that's why talks of people wouldn't chop wood, or let blood, or sail and see the sea before a number of days had passed since the new moon, because of the effect it had on the world. And therefore, he says that. When the Levana, when the new moon, so to speak, begins, and uh, for people, they see it as a different opportunity to do things now that there's a different balance, so to speak, of the astrological effects of the sun and the moon, a person first has to bring a carbon to Hashem and show that everything comes from Him. And even though there's the changes in the world, Ba'atzim Hashem is directing that, and therefore He's the source of all the changes which happen from the heavenly bodies. Mitzvah Tav Tarid, and that's the mitzvah of bringing the carbon Musaf on Chag HaShavuz. And the Pasuk says that the Yom Bikurim, which is the day we bring of Shavuz, then we bring an extra Musaf to Hashem. This one wasn't mentioned in the Pasha of the Mardi and Pasha's Emor, which is why it wasn't counted there. However, the Musafim of the Adi Amin such as Pesach and Shoshana and Sukkot were all mentioned there and therefore the Chiluch doesn't mention the mitzvah again over here because the Torah just defines here exactly what the Korbanas which were being brought were. And Pesach is the difference between the carbon of the first day all the remaining six days of Pesach have the same carbon 
However, when it comes to Sukkot, the carbon changes every single day. Mitzvah Tafei, and that's the mitzvah of the Shofar on Rosh Hashanah, which means if a mitzvah to listen to the sound of the Shofar on Rosh Hashanah, the Pasuk says, talking about the first day of the seventh month, and Yom Trua Yerachem has to be a day of Trua, of blowing the sounds of the Trua. And even though the Torah here doesn't say what instrument the person has to use to blow a Trua with, we have a Pasuk regarding the Yevil, where it says that the person is Tavir Shofar, is a Shofar, and we learn that the mitzvah of Yevil, Yevil, and the mitzvah of blowing every year are the same, and therefore just like there, a person has to use a Shofar, we learn that in Rosh Hashanah a person also needs to use a Shofar. The reason for the mitzvah, the Chinuch says, he regularly says, that a person being a physical person doesn't necessarily moir himself to spiritual things, and therefore he needs something as a tool to wake him up or to make him aware of what's happening. And therefore, just like in battle, they would blow trumpets to arouse everybody to fight and to be more aware of the fact that they're in a battle. Rosh Hashanah as well, which is the yom which Hashem judges everything in the world. The Commissioner says, Every creature in the world, so it's the crisis in front of Hashem for justice, and therefore, a person needs to amass chuyas, so that he's going to emerge victorious from the judgments. Therefore, a person has to moir himself to do tshuva and to daven. And the sound of the shofar, specifically the broken sound of the shofar, has the ability to arouse a person. The science for that is a message for a person to learn. And that is that a person has to break the Kayak of the Eight Sahara over him, just like the broken sound of the shofar. And therefore, everyone for themselves, when he hears the shofar, has to think and plan to his own masim where the Eight Sahara has taken hold of him and how he has to break, so to speak, that hold that the Eight Sahara has over him. And therefore, there's another illusion that the shofar of Hashanah is, is bent, is curved, and the implication is meant to be that a person is meant to bend himself to the will of HaKadosh Baruch Hu as well. Any shofar, any horn of an animal is kosher except for the horn of the cow. However, to be called the shofar has to be something which has a horn which is hollow in the middle, which means even if there's marrow, but the marrow inside can be removed and it remains a hollow instrument. As opposed to a, sh- a horn which is completely bone or cartilage, there's no hollow area in the middle, that wouldn't be a shofar. The exception is the horn of the cow or the bull, because even though halakhically it is a horn and does have marrow inside, nevertheless it's possible to use as a shofar. The Pasuk says and calls it a karen. It says, karen nereim karenov, and therefore it refers to it not as a shofar, but as a karen, which is possible to use. And even though there are the psukim in the Nevo of Daniel, which refer to the horn of the goat as a karen, so the Chunuch explains it doesn't mean it has the properties of a karen, which is a non-kosher horn. He just meant to say that he saw the horn of the of the goat, which is kosher as a shofar, was as strong as a karen, which means something which is a solid bone, so to speak. And therefore, in the illusion of the Nevo, that's what it was meant to represent, rather than defining it as a kind of a horn, which is not a shofar, but a horn. The size of the shofar is that it can you can hold it in his hand with a little bit of merging on the one side to blow from, 
and a little bit of the tip of the shape emerging the other side where the sound emerges from. The tone of the shofar is irrelevant, whether it's a deep or a high pitch, it'll be kosher. And even if he sands down the shofar and makes it very thin, it'll still be kosher. As long as it hasn't got a, a, a fracture or a hole in the shofar itself. The halach is that even though it was meant to blow the shofar and Shoshana as well, because it's not really a malacha to blow the shofar, chazal, because they were worried that people who didn't know how to blow would carry the shofar and Shabbos to someone to blow for them or to teach them, and therefore Chazal forbade blowing the shofar and Shabbos. However, in a place where there's a basin which is Godel B'chokhma, then when the basin is sitting, people are allowed to blow the shofar, the understanding being that the basin would be responsible to make sure it doesn't come to Chil Shabbos. The Rambam learns that this means the basin of Smuchin in Eretz Yisrael, which isn't applicable today. However, the Rif learns it means every basin in its star which is considered a best in Choshev, and therefore Halacha Lameisa, the Rif himself, used to blow the Shofar in his yeshiva on Shabbos. The Chinuch brings these two opinions and remains undecided. He leaves it, he says, for the reader to decide which one he feels is the more appropriate thing to do. We learn from Sukkim that each sound of a truah has to have its kia, which means a straight note before it, and its kia after it. And therefore, every sound of the shofar is really a three-point sound, which is tkir, trur, tkir. And we learn from three times, the Torah talks about trur, that a person is meant to hear it three times. So it's three times tkir, trur, tkir, to be yetzer, the mitzvah, the reiser. However, since it's not clear in the Gemara exactly what the broken sound of the trur is meant to be, the Gemara says, is it a call yelala, which means a, a, a voice of like a moaning sound, Oh, it's meant to be a short crying sound. And since the Gemara brings two opinions without a resolution, the one was, was considered uh, like a longer sound, which we call the shvarim today, the other one which is a very small, short sound, which we call the truah. And some places they used to feel it was both. That a person would bl- first begin with the moaning sound and then go into short cries, which means first a shvarim and then a truah. Therefore, the minhag in every place where the Takana was to be yet to all three opinions, and therefore to blow three truas, each of the Tukir before and afterwards of each of these three varieties. Therefore, the Takana of Yavon and the Gemara was the Klayashah should all blow the same notes, and therefore he was Matakin that everyone will blow 30 Kodas, which means three times Tukir with the longest sound. Shvarim Tukir, three times Tukir with the shoulder sound, true Tukir, and three times Tukir with both sounds together, Shvarim true Tukir. If a person blows into a pit or into anything else which has an echo, then he has to make sure he's hearing the sound of the shofar and not the sound of the echo. And obviously, like all myths, a person has to have Kavana when hearing the shofar to be able with it. And the person blowing is to be Kavana, to be Moitzi, the people who are listening to him. And this Mitzvah Shafer applies in every place and time, only to men, not to ladies, because since it's a time-bound Mitzvah on Rosh Hashanah, ladies are Potter from time-bound Mitzvahs. Even if a person heard the Shafer over the course of a day, which means he didn't hear all the sounds one right after the next, as long as he heard them in order, he would still be Yetzeh. 
And you hear it from different people. As long as obviously you didn't hear other sounds which were postal um, and not valid of Kodas in the middle, because that would dis- disturb the order we need of the Tekiah with the middle sound and the, bri- bri- and the final Tekiah if there'd be other sounds as well. And if a person, for whatever reason, didn't hear the Shabbat Shoshana, he's been mevatel this mitzvah saseh. Side point, which not brought in the Chinuch, and that is the Gemara talks at length about the power of the Shofar to ameliorate the severity of the judgment, and therefore, when Hashem, so to speak, hears us playing the Shofar, He changes from being judging the judging the world for Midas Adin, and He instead decides to judge the world Midas Arachamim, which, while the Gemara said, there's a second a big difference to whether the Shofar is Bran Shon or not, and that is what the outcome of the year is going to be. Mitzvah Tov Vav, and that's a mitzvah of Hafaris Nadarim, which means if a person makes a nether, he accepts an Isra on himself with a vow, it's possible for Bastin to nullify the vow. The Rambam writes about this mitzvah that it's not a chiyuv on Bastin to nullify a person's vows. However, since it's the Bastin's responsibility, to judge cases of vows, therefore he brings us the mitzvah and explains us how he meant to do it. The din is that a chacham is allowed to matter a neder, release a person from the obligation of his neder, as well as an obligation of a shvur, which means someone, something a person promises to do. And we learn this from the positive, a person can't go against his own words. Other people can certainly forgive his commitments and then he doesn't have to keep them anymore. However, it's uh, only a Kabbalah that Chazal had from this Pasuk. The Gemara says that the basis for Adaras and Dorim doesn't have a clear Makar, a clear reference in the Torah. And therefore, according to the Rambam, it will come out from all of this, that when a Chacham is Matir, a person Neder, or a basin of three people is Matir and Neder, then they've been Makayim this Mitzvah, if that was the right thing to do. But if a Matir and Neder against the Torah once, so, for example, it wouldn't be three people, it would be only two people, or someone is not qualified to do it, even though halakhically it doesn't take effect because it doesn't have the necessary base then in order to allow us to matter the nether. But nevertheless, since they've wrongly tried to matter the nether, they would be over and be revital, this mitzvah saseh. The Ramban disagrees, and the Ramban holds, like before, that this is a procedure which base has to do, it's not a mitzvah in its own right. Halach of all these dinim, whether it's Nazirus or Nadarim or Shvus or Haramim, in other words, Yisurim, a person accepts by what he says, that it has to be Pivvalibay Shavim, that it has to be what he wants as well as what he says. He didn't mistakenly accept something he didn't mean. But if that's the case, even if he doesn't use the exact word of the Torah, he uses what's called the Kinui, which is a corruption of the word of the Torah, it's still, we understand what he means, and therefore the Halach is that the Nadar or the Shvur or the Nazirus would be Chal. The examples of the Gemara, if a person uses the word Nazik or Naziach instead of a Nazir, or a person uses the word Shkuka or Shvuka instead of a Shva, or things like that, it still has the same effect of binding the person to his words. Similarly, because a is only a Nedda, if a person has intention for it, there are four kinds of Nedarim 
that the mission says that a person clearly didn't have intent to make a nether and therefore he doesn't have to keep what he restricted himself to even without going to a person dome. And these are number one, nidra ziruzin, which means a person makes a nether to try and convince somebody to do something, or nidra havai, something which is patently wrong and a person is just trying exaggerating, or nidra shkogos, the person made a mistake when he made the nether, he didn't understand what the situation was, or nidra nosim, which is a nether someone's forcing him to make and he doesn't want to make it on his own right. The Gemara says this is only when officers don't reinforce the nether, but if they do it afterwards, then it now has the nether, and therefore they would need Hataris and Dome. In order for the Chacham to be Matir and Nether, he has to find what's called the Pesach, which means the reason why the person agrees that had he known that at the time, he wouldn't have made the Nether. And if that's the case, it converts the Nether into being a Nether making on a mistaken premise. However, what's Benoilad, which means to bring a case of something which might have happened and was not assumed, isn't good enough reason to annul the Nether because it's not something that the person who made the Nether would have assumed and had he thought about it, would have thought, would have been a reason for him not to make the nether. And therefore, if the nether is something which is likely to happen, then something a person could have or would have had in mind, that could be used as a way to match the nether. And something karata, which means a person regrets having made the nether lechatchila, that's a reason to battle the nether from him. However, karata only works for a person to say he never wanted to make the nether in the first place. But if a person to say I wanted the nether for a certain amount of time and now he no longer wants it, it's not called charata because once he wants it to be chal, so then it takes effect and they can't just choose to undo its effect, so to speak, once it's already been implemented. Nevertheless, the chinuch brings down that today we know it to be more machmir and we're not so quick to be mad if somebody can make a shvur, especially if he says you're making a shvur to Hashem. Unless it's similar to the four categories we spoke about before, and that is clearly didn't mean to make a shvur, or unless it enabled him to do a mitzvah, or in order to restore shalom between a couple or between friends. As we said before, a hat based to be matter of dharm needs three people. They could be hediotis, as long as there's one of them who's learned the halachas. However, someone who's an expert is allowed to matter the dharm on his own. The question is, does that mean any expert or only the biggest Chachma in Klai Yisrael? And therefore, has to be someone who is a Samuch as well. And this is the Ram and other Mephoshim. If a person makes a nether, but Patechel Adibur, which means in the space of saying three or four words, retracts the nether, the retraction helps. This is as far as the Chachma goes. There's also a din that a husband is allowed to be made for to nullify the Nidarim or Shuas of his wife or of his daughter when she's not yet an adult. However, this doesn't apply to all Nidorim. This applies only to Nidorim which are either Bain Lebena, which will affect the relationship between the two of them, or Inu Nefesh, she makes the self-afflict, whereas he's allowed to battle, and it's only when he's already heard it. And the Halakha is only given that same day that he hears it in order to battle it. person can answer some one else's things on himself or his things on somebody else but a person can't ask somebody else's things on the other person that's not within his jurisdiction similarly when it comes to the language a person said the rule in the Dharam is we go after Lashem Adam, which is what's commonly intended by people when they use that language 
even though that wouldn't be necessarily the context that the Torah would use it, we still follow how people use it unless the person can explain to us how he meant it to be used. And if it's a valid way of understanding, then we allow the person to explain his own nether. This mitzvah applies in every place and time. And the mitzvah of being made for the dome uh, only applies to men who could be given that ability either as a basin or as a yachid mumcha or as a father and a husband. But, as we saw before, according to the Rambam, if a person would misuse that ability and matter in the cases or in circumstances where he's not able to do that, he will have been revital this mitzvah